Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you, and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. It's Michelle Siraki of Pitbull Advocates of America with the ever lovely Victoria Hofeld. Hi. Hi, how are you? I am a okay. Now that we have our movie plans established. Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited. We're gonna go see a movie on Tuesday. I It'll am be excited. Awesome. I have not been in a movie theater in a year. Really? Yeah. I've been there twice. Yeah, I this is a no, this is a judgment free zone for all you newbies. Yeah, I haven't been there since the pandemic. I yeah. have been though um, in a casino. Oh wow! But don't tell anybody. Um, but don't tell anybody <laughs> as we record a podcast that is listened yeah. to in like thirteen different countries around the world. Honestly, I felt safer at um, the casino than I did at a grocery store. They had their shit on lock. Yeah, I know someone that works awesome. at Potawatomi, and I know yeah. that they are incredibly, incredibly. Yeah. Um, freakishly yeah it hasn't careful not since this past surge that we've had it was before that but i mean yeah, yeah it was way better than going to a walmart or a meyer i'll tell you well that. honestly so i've been to the movie theater twice i went once i think in september and yeah. then i went once last week okay. and both times that i went i was the only that was me and, and my friend that went along we yeah. were the only two people in the theater mm-hmm. um so there was no exposure to anyone yeah and um they are literally selling in the in the like size theater that you and I are going to go to yeah. on Tuesday. There there will literally be like eight or ten seats that they're selling. Yeah, so that's nice. I don't know how they're staying open. I don't know either. Thank how you, Marcus Theaters, yeah. for for making that available to people. Um, because it it's you know it's just I don't know it's just it felt it felt not normal because there's nobody else in there but it just felt nice to just sit down and watch a movie right yeah like on a on a huge screen and stuff so we're gonna go see the little things yeah I'm really excited about that it looks really good and I haven't seen like a trailer for a movie that I've been really excited about in yes yes nine ten they were holding back for a while yeah yeah Yeah, they were really i think that i think this movie was probably ready last year and they were just holding off i think mulan is the other one that i saw um that live action mulan but that was i don't think that that was ever in theaters it just came out Hmm. on disney right away that's the only other like bigger movie that i've seen yeah it's been a while and i loved going to the movies that was Kyle yeah. and I's jam for sure. Right, we doing that. So. Yeah, I really, I yeah, I really liked. I didn't go as often as you guys, but yeah. it's just, it's just fun. Yeah, it is, fun. especially for like actiony, right, loud, yeah. suspenseful, fun stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. so that'd be exciting. Something we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be fun. That is going to be fun. Hopefully, the the um, snowstorm will have passed by Tuesday night, and we'll be dug out by then. We're in, Hopefully. we're in Wisconsin, folks. If you don't remember, or you didn't know. where we are recording this Mm -hmm. in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. And this year has been a snowy one. It has, yeah. It took a while for us to get snow, but now that it's here, it won't stop coming. Shocker. Which is unusual. I feel like it's unusual, but I don't don't know. Last year. I don't feel like we had a ton of snow last year. Mm -hmm. I feel like we had some big storms, but they were further apart. This will be our third one in probably, I was going to say like in as many weeks or maybe in like a month. So, yeah um not fun no they're coming a little bit a little bit faster yeah closer together it's rough every time it snows and i'm out there shoveling i'm like why do i live here why why am i not in like texas or florida or 
Yeah. Louisiana. Hawaii. Hawaii, really. Yeah. Why or why? Why? I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't you. know either. I don't know either. Here we are. Answers we don't have. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Milwaukee needed us. Yes. Milwaukee needed us. Right. Maybe. Something like that. I yeah. don't know either. But, you know, hey. Some motto. That's a motto for today. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Snow it's all going to really, be good. It snows really beautiful at times. You know, when it first snows for like an hour and then it's done. I know. You know, it is kind of fun to watch the dogs out in, yeah. in doing dog days and running around in their in their plethora of different sweaters and and jackets and i know it's so it's pretty cute, cute. Yeah. it's pretty cute and it's getting a little deep there was a shih tzu out there today yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little deep yeah a little deep for her little legs um but yeah so, cute. so it's pretty cute it's pretty cute we've got um we've got a a whopper of a topic for you today i mean yeah. we're gonna take a deep a deep dive into um into empathy today this is the one with all the empathy mm-hmm Hopefully you're coming off of listening about some compassion fatigue and some burnout. Yeah. Um, where we promised that we were going to take a deeper dive into empathy. I think we've probably promised that in a couple different episodes. So it's, yeah. it's about. Well, it's a big topic too. And I feel like it's really impactful for the people who are empaths. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for people to understand, I feel like in general. Yeah. So. I really wanted to do this. So so actually the, the episode today, you guys, is going to be not just about what empathy is, but actually more a little bit more focused on what it's like to be an empath and right. to live the empath life. Yeah. Um, Victoria and I are both empaths and we didn't know what that what that meant yeah for a, a large portion of our lives we, mm-hmm. we we didn't we didn't identify as that we weren't really sure what that meant and that leads for kind of, or, or lends itself to being kind of confusing yeah um, and so one of the reasons why you know I really wanted to do an episode like this was that if there were folks that were listening, Mm-hmm. Th- where this is what makes where this is the day that they're like oh my gosh I think that that sounds like me yeah I, I think that that you know I think I should read a little bit more about this or I should right. you know look right. into this a little bit harder because I think I might be an empath and I think that might be why I have acted x y and z yeah and where... it can be a little confusing I feel like too if you don't really know what's going on um I think it can be incredibly confusing you know and and you don't understand why you feel the way that you do sometimes or why you react to certain situations the way that you do yeah Um, and other and 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 why I think it's so obvious sometimes mm -hmm. by the looks that I'm getting from other people yeah that are looking at me like what the hell is wrong with her and I'm like, wait, what is wrong with me? Why aren't they reacting the same way that I'm reacting? Why am I having such a deeper, um, you know, just more right. open reaction to this or just, I guess, deeper? Just really, why why is this right. such a big deal for me? Yeah. And I feel like, so. too, sometimes, you know, in the world that that can come off as, oh, you're just overly sensitive. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and it turns into like a negative thing. And then maybe that leads to a little bit of shame sometimes. I've had people say that to me throughout my life. Right. Several different people. My yeah. dad, who yeah. was a fantastic dude. My yeah. ex-husband. This is fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, where they were like, you know, you you got to stop crying. Or you've got to stop being so sensitive. Right. Or you've got to stop. And I was like, I don't know how. And I and, right, yeah. and I don't know why you're not, why are you not so upset about right. this? Like, 
why why are we acting so differently so for those of you that are not empaths that are listening to this too again great information so that sure. you can be supportive of your empath friends mm-hmm. um so let's let's back it up a little bit taking the train out of the station but we really shouldn't be yet because what what is empathy right, right. i think we should probably yeah. We should probably start with that, which is different than compassion or sympathy. Right. Um, and yes, they belong to, to the same, you know, this, this, the same mom. They might have a little different baby daddies, yeah. you know, like sure. kind of thing. But um, because because sympathy and compassion are more when you're taking action to yeah. to help change the suffering that someone else is having yeah you'll sit with them through it right and figure out a plan right to get them out of it right exactly yeah. so it's really active yeah empathy is um not as active in that sort of way it's it's this really deep feelings right. and deep emotions and where you actually are feeling the suff- you're feeling the suffering right. or you're feeling the pain or you're feeling the sadness or the mm-hmm. anger of the person that is going through whatever it is that they're going through. Yeah. Such a this is such a big topic. And yeah. it can be so controversial and stuff. And like sure. when people can't understand empathy, they can get they can get kind of ticked off about it so mm-hmm. just so you guys all know this, this is we're gonna this is gonna be a little bit of a a little bit of a bumpy ride you might want to put your seatbelt on <laughs> sure honestly you know right yeah might want to put your seatbelt on for this one um i do want to just t- make a quick note too yeah. that it was thought until about five years ago it was thought that empathy was something you were either born with or you were not born with and that sure. it could not be developed but recent scientific studies have found that people can develop empathy yeah so it's it's open it's there it's possible for everyone Mm -hmm. some people are definitely born though what are what are really called empaths so they don't you know like we don't have control well I shouldn't go that far. We have control over it, but it's just—it is just part. To a certain uh, yeah, extent, it, 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 though, right. there are some things that yeah. you hear and, and see and read, and then you get a a reaction mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily, right. in some cases, controllable. So right. I do agree with what you. Yeah, what you and said. instead of having to develop it, I think we kind of need to learn to tame it. Right. right and right. then people who are not born empaths, it would yeah. be great if they could develop their empathy right. more. Yeah while we kind of tone ours down. So yeah. so I think that the easiest way for me to put this into terms that, um, you know, are, is just really, really understandable mm-hmm. for me is always a story. Yeah. That's the best way that I know for, to, to help people to understand. So when I was like four, um, well, I mean, I started watching Sesame Street at whatever age. My yeah. parents started letting me watch TV. I have no idea when that was. but um, And I had watched a lot of Sesame Street, mm-hmm. I'm sure, at this point mm-hmm. and was a big fan of Sesame Street. But when I was right around four years old, um, there was there was always this skit, um, and I had seen it a million times. It was a it was a skit that was on Sesame Street a lot, and it was about a dairy farm, mm-hmm. and it was about how milk comes to be. Yeah. This was this is what this skit was about, and so there 
was um, they would like show the farm and then in the background there'd be this little man this had such an impact on my life I remember this like it was yesterday there's this little song and it'd go milk 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 do 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 like whatever and then they'd show a baby and the baby was in a playpen and the baby was crying yeah and then they show the cows and the cows and the farmer was milking the cows and then it go milk 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 and then they'd show the baby and the baby was still crying in the crib yeah and then they'd show the farmer taking the buckets of milk and pouring it into these huge vats whatever and then they'd show the baby crying and then they show the trucks coming to the farm and they're taking the milk to go get it pasteurized and then they show the baby crying and then they show the milk getting to the grocery store and then they show the baby crying and then they show the mom who has the milk from the grocery store pours it into the bottle gives it to the crying baby and the baby stops mm. crying okay this whole thing was maybe like four or five minutes i don't know yeah you know what i mean yeah however i cried oh every single time this skit came on sesame street yeah and i mean like i just sat there in front of the television and just bawled oh because i felt the pain mm-hmm. of that baby yeah and I just could not, I could not hold in right. that emotion. It was so real to me mm-hmm. how that how that baby was feeling. Yeah. So when I was about four, my dad, who I'm going to preface, was like seriously one of my favorite men that I've ever known in my entire life. Yeah. Um, sweet, kind, awesome person. Not at all an icky, yucky, grumpy person. Like right. he could have been, but that's not who my dad was. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's important to the story. Right. So my dad comes in, though. I'm four. I'm sitting in the living room. I'm crying for the umpteen millionth time at the exact same mm. thing. Yeah. And my dad comes in, and he yells at me. And he says, Michelle, why are you crying? You know the baby will get the milk. Stop crying. Yeah. To which I look at him and, like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to stop yeah. crying. You know, but I'm just like. But it's but it's hurting. Right. That baby is so yeah. hurt, and he's he's apparently very thirsty, and I don't know when the last yeah. time he got milk was. I just wanted to feel better. Exactly. I just. But you couldn't it. articulate that at that point, of course. Um. No, yeah. I don't. I don't think that I that I. I don't think I understood why I was so sad. Sure. Right. But I was so sad. Mm. Oh my gosh. And so, um, so yeah. And so this is like undiagnosed empathy, you know, right. and like who who knew? And my dad, of course, didn't know at four years old. Right. He didn't know back then even like how you would look at your kid and decide right. if they're an empath or not or whatever. Um, but that's so that's how deep seated. Yeah. Um, and that's what like really I mean, when you're in when you're an empath, you're yeah. just you are one and that's it. And I've learned how to tame it. Yeah. Um, it took years, though. Sure. And years and years. And I didn't even know. I didn't know until within the last 13 years or so since we started this. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what, what being an empath was. And I didn't yeah. know why I felt so strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is it too early to, to, to bring him up? Probably. <laughs> What's your empath story? When did you find out? So I don't have... I don't have a story like you do in the, in the way that like, yeah, that was the moment that I knew I felt like growing up. I always felt things more 
than other people. Yeah. You know, like I always yes. felt more, I felt deep, deeper mm. than other people and I didn't really understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always loved animals and stuff too. I, I do remember when I was younger fishing with my parents up north because we'd always go Yeah, and they caught a big walleye and they wanted to cook it for dinner. And I had a meltdown because yeah. that fish just lost its life right and like i couldn't handle it and yeah i was so angry oh my god i was angry and i was sad and i had all of these emotions and they were so deep mm-hmm. and i didn't talk to my parents for a while because what they did was just awful yeah yeah um so i remember that stuff and it, it really i had the same thing growing oh up with, with two fishermen yeah it's it was, terrible it i hated putting awful. the worms on the hooks yeah i felt for good. the worms like it's it's it it does borderline it seems like it borderlines ridiculousness it does yeah I and agree. i'm sure to a yeah. lot of people that just don't get it 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 must yeah because i have at times felt kind of ridiculous in my life right and that's i think the point that i was bringing up earlier too with sensitivity you know like we get called sensitive often and mm-hmm. often brushed off and or you're weak you know like mm-hmm. mm, yeah i right? beg to differ we can talk about that later but like oh for sure yeah yeah um but it really wasn't until i got into animal welfare that it really really pronounced itself and it just got to say worse but like right now is it good is it bad right I don't, you know like yeah like that's when i really started to understand what i was feeling and why i was feeling that way mm-hmm. and two i think it's important to note that a lot of people will feel empathy or think that they're feeling empathy towards animals because that's the profession that we're in right yeah. but empaths really take it a step further and they feel for the people too. I think that's really important to note that like there are some sticky situations that animals find themselves in Mm -hmm. due to their guardians. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but feel awful for those guardians too. Well, I think that that is a great way to differentiate right now real quick through that story. The difference between compassion and empathy, because I think all these people in animal welfare can feel compassion for those animals and they want to take action and 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 co-suffer yeah and do something about it right so i think what a lot of people are feeling especially if they're finding themselves mostly just feeling it just for the animal right and compassion is beautiful and wonderful we're not taking anything away from that but i really want people to understand the difference because there's a big um battle going on in my mind often Mm -hmm. because i feel sick as the animal i feel sick for what that what they're going through i feel sick for how scared they must be i feel sick for all that and at the exact same simultaneous moment i'm like what happened in what what does that owner need how can i be supportive of them they must be so sad they must be so hurt they must whatever so i'm like simultaneously having all of these weird feelings that that really have a hard time meshing they really do um whereas i feel like most folks that i know and that we've Mm -hmm. talked to year after year after year they feel that compassion for the animal and they feel anger and and mm, a lot of hatred i hate that word but a lot of hatred toward the owner and a lot of anger toward the owner and how could they possibly do this to this animal and and what what evil people they are and how mean and and all this stuff and that those feelings never cross my plate right that's a weird thing yeah that was a weird thing when we got into this i think each at different points in our life but but i think that was the same thing that happened right 
where I was like, why are you so mad at that owner? Can you imagine being that owner right now? That's got to be awful. Right, yeah. I feel like in in the animal welfare world in general, we often um, like to point the finger and we often like to blame um, a lot of the things on dog guardians um, mm-hmm. when in fact it the reality is way messier than that. Oh, man. You know, it's it's not a black and white issue at all. And I yeah. feel like... Like the world could really benefit from having more empathy in general and and thinking about things a little bit differently. Oh my gosh. That's like the understatement of the year, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. And I mean, that that affects every facet of your life, you know, not just animal welfare. No. Um, Right. Environmental welfare, humanity, human welfare, human rights, all of it. All of it would benefit from a great deal of um, of empathy and of people trying to develop that. But, you know, here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Who the heck wants to develop? If you really understand empathy and if you really try and feel it and if you really do feel it and stuff, I get why you don't want to develop it. I understand it. it. You have to be very brave. This is where that weak thing comes in, right? Where people sometimes think that we're really weak because we're so sensitive, because we break down here, we do that there. Feeling shit all the time takes, in my opinion, a lot of of strength. And then to feel it and then pick yourself back up and go about whatever the hell Mm -hmm. you were doing Mm -hmm. is... Yeah, you you know what's weak is is looking the other way. Right. I don't mean to call anybody out right now, but that's Mm -hmm. that's what I feel like. And I, I don't even care if you are weak, whatever. Like I'm yeah. not, whatever, but weak people see something and they shut their eyes to it and they turn around and right. they walk away from it. Strong yeah. people that feel it and see it and right. own it and then still move forward toward it. They go toward all of that despair, toward all of that suffering. Those people are fucking, they're strong. Yeah. You're yeah. some strong MRFers, man. Yeah, that's a really don't let good. Tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Seriously, yeah, don't. And that's a really good segue to um, to us talking about what empathy feels like because I feel like to truly understand empathy, you really gotta talk about what it feels like in your body because I know that I get like a visceral reaction and I feel certain things in parts of my body and mm-hmm. I know that you do too. So oh, gosh. you want to spend a couple minutes talking about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the first thing just to say because I recently. <laughs> When I say recently, I mean like within the last like year or two, learned that your feelings are attached to your nervous system and and that they're called feelings because you feel them in your body. Um, I made it through a lot of adulthood not realizing that fact. So hello, y'all. You're today (laughs) years old and you realize that your feelings make you feel stuff in your body. That's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I get, um, I mean, I I get a real, um, okay. Well, it also depends on the feeling, right? And sure, the the, sure. the 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 whatever. If I'm like angry, empathetic, or if I'm sad, mm-hmm. empathetic, or yeah. if I'm hurt, um, it kind of it kind of goes in different places. Um, or literally, like if I'm sick about something, I will literally feel sick to my stomach. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if something is just literally like there's that old saying, like oh, it just made me sick. That saying comes out of right. your feelings making you feel ill right and actually sick to your stomach um my chest can feel heavy my chest can feel on fire Mm -hmm. sometimes you know it can burn my anger will burn Mm. sometimes my rage will burn (laughs) inside of me um 
my sadness usually will overflow. I have a, if there is something that is just wickedly sad, I have a hard time um, in different situations, I guess, but I have sure. a hard time holding back my tears. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a boss at it. Like uh, on dog fighting busts, I rarely mm-hmm. cry, which is, well, I rarely cry in public to say yeah, that. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, you pan. know you go back to your hotel room. Oh, I go back to my hotel room <laughs> yeah. and I fall apart for like right. an hour. Yeah. Like it's, but that's yeah. because I had to try so hard right. to hold it together. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, but there are certain situations where I just can't even, you know, I mean, yeah. man, I have, a, I have a billion different stories about that in Missouri and, sure. you know, I mean, there were times when it was just embarrassing, Yeah. you know, because I just could not, I just couldn't. So, um, and, um, yeah, that's, a, it, it's, what, tell us about your yeah they're all over the place yeah my feelings are it just really depends man yeah that's true for sure I definitely don't have you know you talked about like fire like burning I don't have that um if I you know feel empathy and it's sad I feel like a weight so Mm. like my shoulders I feel it in Mm -hmm. like my upper body generally and it's my shoulders and it just feels heavy yeah and sometimes like it's so weird to explain too, but it's it's a feeling in my chest that it just feels different and yeah. it feels heavy and it doesn't feel normal. Yeah. Um, it, do you do you feel like it hurts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I say that my heart hurts for you, mm-hmm. like that literally means that my heart hurts right. for you. Yeah. Like my ch- my chest will hurt. Yeah. At times, and it's yeah. hard for me to explain that hurt in words yeah yes it's just a different feeling and you know but it's a pain yeah it just feels different Mm -hmm. from anything else but i feel like the heaviness for me is really predominant and it just feels like there's literally somebody sitting on my shoulders Mm -hmm. or sitting on my chest Mm -hmm. sometimes i agree with you that i will get actually physically sick to my stomach yeah um you know depending on the situation and depending on on what it is yeah um and too, like it's again for us. I feel like it's a lot of stuff that we can't necessarily help, you know. Right. So like, I'll be reading a story and it'll just like destroy me, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have intended for it to do so, and I didn't want it to happen, but it just happened. Yeah, it you know? sneaks up on you. Yeah, or like I'll be watching like the nightly news or something, and they'll have like a feel good story that's mm-hmm. supposed to feel good, yeah. and it really does. But then all I'm thinking about in the background is like what it took for that person to get there and how hard it must have been or like how they lost a loved one and mm-hmm. like yeah you know like you kind of imagine yourself going through that and how yeah. that must feel and then you just you feel that it's yeah awful. it is awful it's yeah. so bad it is it is awful and it's funny because um i don't feel like it is not well balanced at all in the happiness exuding yeah. over to to me as much as um all of the negative feelings i mean i do definitely have happiness that comes through absolutely right. too yeah. i can definitely feel happy and feel genuinely happy for people like mm-hmm. when they get good news or like mm-hmm. you know somebody's pregnant or something like i can imagine how awesome that must feel like even though i personally don't want kids mm-hmm. um it's really weird it's a very odd feeling again mm-hmm. um but i feel genuinely happy for them you right. know or or if i learn if somebody had a miscarriage right like, to go through like that's devastating yeah i can't even like that just makes me sick to my stomach right now thinking about it actually it's so weird right 
Yeah. You know, but like, I, I agree with you. And I think that in the climate we're in, we see so much negative shit that like the happy stuff isn't really out there often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you listened to our burnout episode at all, I think that part of the problem that I have sometimes is that when I'm burnt out, Mm. my empathy gets very confusing. Yeah. You know, because, um, that, that burnout weighs me down too. Sure. (laughs) And then it just, you know, it just gets, it gets all jumbled up and it does get all jumbled up. And confusing in your head too, to try to sort it out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely hard. And I mean, and, and taming it is difficult and, 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 and turning it into a superpower is yeah. difficult, but I mean, it's, it's something that we can, we can all do. Yeah. So now, so now that we know that, that sometimes empathy, especially for you and I, we can't necessarily control it mm-hmm. and that it does just pop up sometimes, even if we don't want it to. And now mm-hmm. that we know what it feels like, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about the elephant in the room? Starts with <sighs> an M. Mr. Michael Vick. Yeah. Mr. Michael Vick. Everyone hates it when I see. So this is a hard thing about being an empath too, before we do. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's, I, or, or I guess maybe I should say it this way, being empathetic to other people. It's hard when you don't understand yeah. empathy um, because I, I get it. I know that it's a really hard thing to grasp. Sure. You know, um, my best examples of that do all happen to revolve around dogfighting because I've had countless conversations with um, with people in in the last 12 years uh, about my my views on dogfighting yeah and I guess on dogfighters is really more relevant to what we're talking about here because um, because I feel bad for them. Yeah. And some people, they, they're not okay with that. They're not okay with me feeling bad for Michael Vick. They're not okay for me feeling bad for any dog fighter. They're not okay with me feeling bad for any abuser, any criminal, any whatever. They, they don't, they, they they have no empathy there. Yeah. Um, they have no compassion. And, um, it's like when we see uh, the, you know, he should he should be put in a ring and made to fight like that he should be put in yeah. a ring and beaten like that he should be you know um and my my first thing to that is how do you think he got there right you think his life was like yours you think he just lived in the suburbs in his pretty house with his great family and all of his food and all of his everything and that he just one day he being whoever it doesn't even have to be michael vick right Mm -hmm. now but he being whoever and then one day he just went oh you know what would be fun yeah i think it would be great if i went and got a pit bull and just decided to see if it could kill something right you know that's either called a psychopath Mm -hmm. right or it's it's called a person who is in incredible pain and has had an incredibly difficult life that most of us would never understand, which is why we're not freaking out fighting our dogs. Right, yeah. Because we never had to. Mm-hmm. We didn't live there, yeah. you know? Um, and to me, I want to dive headfirst in that pool. Yeah, you, you want to find out why exactly. and, and what happened and yes. what caused him and why he was thinking that that was okay yes. and, and what led him to that. Yes, and... The part that really pisses people off is how can I help? The, how can I help him then? Right. 
How can I help that person? How, how can I make them feel loved again? How can mm-hmm. I resensitize them to animals again? How right. can I give them resources that they need so that they don't need to fight a dog to get money to buy food? Which, sure. fine, Michael Vick didn't need to fight a dog to get money to buy food. I get right. it. He was yeah. in the NFL. He was making millions of dollars. He didn't need to do any of that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the course of his life that came up right had any less to do with why he was still there and um and people love to just it's really hard man because walking in and again like opening up your heart to those feelings Mm -hmm. and opening up it's way easier to turn around and slam that door and go he made his own choices everybody has a choice do they Mm, do they have you ever have you ever lived in a fight or flight mode Right. Yeah. Well, we know that that actually does stuff to your brain, like structurally, structurally, physiologically. Yeah. In your brain. Yes. Different things get bigger and get smaller. Yes. When you're constantly in that state of mind. Yes. Yes. It changes you. And when you're in a fight or flight mode from the infancy. Right. Yeah. You know, I tell you what, like if you want to try and develop your empathy a little bit more. Um, and if you want to look into this a little bit more, learn a little bit more about the brain. Right. Learn yeah. a little bit more about the brain because yeah. it is an amazing, incredible tool that has endless possibilities. It is also fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is incredibly fragile. It's also, it, it also is, is um, resistant it, and it also can be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it has all these different attributes and possibilities, but it is fragile and it's also wired for survival mm-hmm. which i feel like is really the key to a lot of these cases you know like you said earlier what am i going to do am i am i going to buy food right. am i going to fight my dog if i fight my dog i can get food right mm-hmm. if i fight my dog i could get a winter coat i live in wisconsin it's right. freaking cold here yeah. i'm 12 years old yeah. i don't have a coat i've seen my dad do it i've seen my uncles do mm-hmm. it this is the only thing that i've ever been exposed to so why would i not do it right. i don't know any better nope nobody ever taught me any better no and actually all of the horrors that i have seen since i was a tiny little kid have desensitized me so much well, yeah to feelings not just in animals in right. people yeah I'm so desensitized. Yeah, for sure. You know, I heard a great quote, and I'm not going to get it exactly right right now because mm. I haven't researched it because I just saw it in this movie the other day. But Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. said, um, he said, you know, you can't tell somebody to just pull up their bootstraps and move on when they don't even have any boots. Yeah. Dude. That's pretty powerful. That's super powerful. And it just speaks to, okay, that's where an empath goes. They go to the fact that they know this person doesn't have any boots. Right. You know, whereas when you don't tap into your empathy, you just say, fix yourself. Get your act together. Pull up your bootstraps. Let's go. Right. Okay. But do they have boots? Do they even have boots? Right. Probably not. No. Yeah. And we don't know... We don't, I don't know firsthand what this is like. I was put in the foster system and I was too young to even remember it when I was taken out of it. Yeah. I didn't live in the foster system my whole life. I didn't live in the foster system for half my life. I got adopted by beautiful human beings that only wanted the best thing for me. Yeah. I don't know. 
you had parents that loved you from the day you were born. Right. You know, I mean, you don't know. I don't. Did know. we have our own struggles? Hell yeah, of course we did. Not, in my opinion, comparable to well, no. some other kids, though. Of course, I not. mean, there are some kids that spend their entire life in foster care, bouncing around from place to place. That does something to a person that you and I don't necessarily we, truly understand. Nope. And no matter how empathetic we even want to be, we'll never really understand that. Right. But no. I understand that it's painful, oh. and that I understand that it's hard. It makes my, I mean, here we go. It makes my heart hurt. It actually, huh, so what you said before, that actually is making me slightly sick to my stomach. I cannot imagine, and I'm choking down some emotion right now because yeah. I cannot yeah. So even Imagine. though we, we don't know what that's like, we know the feeling that must be associated with it. Right. And then that's where you and I get tripped up. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and when you, when you, when your whole world is formed, mm -hmm. um, in survival mode, in dysfunction, right. In desensitize, in desensitization. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we expect of these people. I don't really, I don't, I don't know what I we expect, right. you know? And and then when we punish them yeah. and find them and don't ever put in the effort to truly rehabilitate them. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, and honestly, in my mind, a, a lot of you, because I opened it with dog fighting, so you guys might be still stuck there. In my mind, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about all different, I'm thinking about the people that are, that are, that are abandoning their animals um, on the street or at the shelter. I'm thinking about the people who um, are not taking as good of care of their mm. animals. God forbid they didn't buy them a coat right. or get them a, an elk ear, right? Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, like who, who am I to put down the standards of what love looks like? Right. Well, it looks like it looks different for everybody. It does look different for everybody. And providing for your animal looks different for everybody. And when you legitimately don't know what you're supposed to provide or how, and when you've been provided as a human being mm -hmm. in a certain way, mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, that's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's so, it, and I get it. You got, I get that this is a hard, hard thing to listen to we totally understand i swear we've had countless conversations yeah. with people through pitbull universities and through other things yeah. where this does not go over well yeah and we're not excusing the behavior either i think that's important to note too i don't think we touched on that we're not excusing no that behavior like what he did is truly horrendous yes we get it. People do horrific things. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we're not excusing it. So you can be empathetic and still yeah. not excuse the behavior. Absolutely. A million percent. You know, so I want to make that note too, that we're not excusing it in any way. No, I'm not condoning it. Right. I'm not saying that this is, but you know, psh. we'd like to know more though. You know, like, wouldn't you just like to talk to him a little bit? Oh my gosh. I've wanted to sit down with Michael Vick ever since 2007. Yeah. I would love to sit down. I'll really kill you. I'll make you all turn off your shit right now. I'd love to hug him. Yeah. I really would. And I know that that's hard. But I that mean, my God, what kind of pain has that person? And then I can't, I don't know. I don't even know if I should say this for real. But the suffering that he went through afterwards, and I know that people think that it's warranted because of the suffering that he caused. And it's kind of like karma-ish or like whatever else or whatever. Yeah. But... um. 
I just, I just simply cannot. Well, he has I just kids, simply, right? I just simply cannot. Um, I believe so. I believe so too. So that's kind of where I go a little bit. You know, when everybody demonizes your father so much and then you read that online um you know and as a child you don't necessarily understand the gravity and you don't understand what is going on but you hop online and you see a terrible article Uh, about your father like what that does to you too so that's kind of that must be it's kind of where my empathy goes too that must be terrible like but if we back it down a little bit before we before we end, if we back it down yeah. a little bit so that so that it, the people who haven't turned us off yet, hey, hey, if you're kudos still listening, to you, good for you, kudos seriously. to you, you guys deserve some applause, like yeah. way to go because I'm glad that you're still here and I'm glad that you're still challenging yourself, yeah, to you know to figure out either oh my gosh like this is me and I'm not screwed up. I'm right. an empath. Yeah. Or like, holy cow, that's a huge burden that people need to carry. And right. um, and I need to try to open up. Yeah. Um, but we can put this into, into much, much, much smaller, more bite-sized places. You know, um, the, the, the person that, that needs to rehome their dog that is on, you know, Craigslist. Why don't we start there? you know like let's let's back down seriously you know 1600 miles away from michael vick or from any of that Mm -hmm. and just you know this person that is on craigslist and that needs to rehome their dog because of such and such it doesn't i don't even care why they need to rehome it you know why are we blasting people for needing to rehome their dogs right why are we condemning people for oh i would never do that that's you Mm-hmm. Great. And, good. and, and in good my opinion, you. don't say never. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? Cancer diagnosis, homelessness. Yeah. Uh, job loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other reason. Is I your mean, will, like, is your will really complete with the next home for your dog right this moment? Yeah. What if you die tomorrow? Where's your dog going? Yeah. Is that, so you've got that all straightened out, huh? You're the Messiah that's got it all figured out. You've got it all straightened out. Yeah. Nobody, you, you, you know, shut up. Never say never. Shut up. Have a little bit of compassion and, yes. and try to have some empathy. There are people yes. that are truly struggling. Again, oh it's not black and white. Gosh. There's so much gray in there. There is we need to... so much struggle in there. I tell you what, yeah. we don't get, we get emails every single day. Oh even though we gosh. say that we, even though we tell people not to do it because we're not going to be able to help right. them, that yeah. our resources are on our website. We get emails every single day and there, nobody is emailing saying, I just don't like this beast anymore. Right. Can you just get it the hell out of my house? Yeah, my That's... dog doesn't match my curtains. In yeah, my I mean, house. I mean, we've heard that. <laughs> I mean, sure. Do we hear it often though? No, come on. No, That's it's not the majority of people no. rehoming their dogs. It's one of the myths. Yeah, it's one of the it's myths. It's the one that gets everybody's underwear in a fucking bundle, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen as often as people claim that it does. No, no. The emails that we get are horrendous to have to read day in and day out it's part of the boundaries that we try and set for ourselves right. because we cannot handle all of these stories that these folks have yeah you know um you know i i was i was i was beaten to a bloody pulp for the 16 millionth time and i have to go into the homeless shelter for 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 battered women yeah. i don't know what to do with my dog yeah it's fucking devastating and why do we have more empathy for her though 
Why do we have more empathy for her than the person that says, you know, I can't find the resources that I need. I don't know how to take care of my dog. My parents never taught me how. I love this thing, but I don't have the greatest job, but I don't want to be without him because he's the only love that I have in my whole life. You know, I hate it when people yeah. say that, that, that people who can't provide for their dogs shouldn't have, there's people who can't provide for their animals shouldn't have animals. That absolutely cuts me to the core. Yeah. If you feel like that, um, we're challenging you to not feel like that and to also, if you have not already, go to the episode that says the one with, is it the third brick? Or do we call it the owner support? It might be the third brick. Yeah, it's the third yeah. brick. Please listen yeah. to that episode. Please, please, please listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, go back. Yeah, for sure. Go back because, man. It's not easy, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I, I feel know. like I've said that before. <laughs> I know. I know. So hopefully some of you that um, – so hopefully that some of you that have been with us now throughout this episode, um, I hope that we gave you some relief maybe if you didn't yeah. realize that you were an empath or that you were, have very strong empathetic traits in mm -hmm. your life. Um, I hope that this really helps and that you can find some more resources to learn and read and, and yeah. grow a little bit in your empathy. And for those of you that... Um, are really more on the compassionate side, sympathetic side. Mm -hmm. um, you can develop empathy. Yeah. Um, I understand why you wouldn't want to. Yeah. I do. I get yeah. it. Um, but if 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 nothing else, if you if you could try to um, to just embrace this, to just right. embrace the fact that 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 the world needs the world needs empathy. I mean, it is yearning for understanding and yeah. for caring and for compassion. Um, and for action too. Right. Yeah. That's the compassion side of it. For sure. For sure. Ooh, we're in a somber place, folks. No, I'm sad. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's draining actually. Yeah. It's, it's funny, right? You yeah. and I here, like it's draining to actually, um, to actually talk about, yeah, for sure. to actually talk about this. And, um, I have felt myself time and time and time again over the years, just begging people to yeah. tap into their empathy or to, or to try to blow up their compassion and sympathy as much as I possibly can, but mostly to, to tap into as l little empathy as you can mm -hmm. and just, and just say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself in their shoes for a minute. I'm yeah. just gonna try really hard. Yeah. And I don't even know what that necessarily means, but it, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna read some more. I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna read about the brain. You know, I'm gonna yeah. read about poverty. I'm gonna read about, um, you know, what it's like to to grow up with with um, the type of life that causes you to have PTSD from the time you're three years old. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and again, not to condone behavior. You know, I have a million ideas of how we can help, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm only I'm only one person. Right. You know, like, you know, I'd love to see programs in neighborhoods, yeah, where they're needed, mm -hmm. so that people, so that no one needs to grow up in survival mode. No one should have to grow up in survival mode. Right. That's so that to me that's just, that's sad right there. Yeah. yeah. God, that breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Oi. <sighs> 
it's always hard to wrap up the sad episodes too. I always feel like yeah. I always feel like I just want to be like, eh, bye bye. Yeah, it's like we can't end it on a cheery note, now, right? Can we? Because I don't really feel like doing that. I know, I know. But at the same time, it's it's just hard not to, because yeah. we want to welcome you back. We want to thank you for being here. That's really positive. You know, yeah. thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us fifty minutes of your life. Yeah. Um, we hope that you take another fifty, and really think about about everything. Um, reach out to us if you need anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we really love to hear from you guys and we love to talk to you too. Yeah. So if you have a question or if you want to understand something a little bit more, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're yeah. always here. Yeah. And if you want to be supportive, if, if this podcast means something to you and you want to be supportive, don't cut out, listen to the outro that comes right next and do yeah. any of that, you know, share it in your story, mm-hmm. um, text over a little donation, yeah. um, tell people about, about the podcast, um, write a review. That would be really great. Yeah. It only takes a second. It doesn't need to be long, right. you know, but, um, give us, give us five stars and write a review. Th- those things really help this podcast to reach the people that really want to hear it. Yeah. So, all right. On that note, Until next time. Until next time. Thank you. Open up your empathetic soul. Try. Just try. We love you. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution and God bless you.